0: Dan's Drive and Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 12. Minute 12. Chris got off the phone with Linda and she's walking around her bedroom. Hey, everybody, it's Dan and enjoy, um, uh, enjoy minute 12. I didn't have to work overtime. I think Dr. Sickler's kid is having some kind of dumb slumber party and wants to get home before they have an origin. No, oh, I wouldn't <laughs> mind getting a piece of that, actually, provided he'd be there. Oh, uh, yeah, come on. He's a happily married man with a kid and everything. Oh, that's never stopped you before. Besides, I heard he's not that happily married. Yeah, but not with him. He's different. He's dignified. Well, that's all the more reason for you to go after him. What are you waiting for? Another tracking shot. This one with the two nurses walking along a sidewalk, leaving the hospital. Yeah, I, 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 I I like when stuff. I like in movies in general when stuff sort of comes out of nowhere. But there's no, there's no sort of real sign when that nurse is with Doctor Sickler that she. Thinks of him in that way, and just like you know, um, not working overtime, or whatever. He he's got to go home. He thinks his you know his his daughter's having some dumb slumber party. He hopes it doesn't break into an orgy. And I, provided he'd be there. Oh my gosh, you sasser! And I I love the fact that she says that, and then at the end of the minute, oh here's Jim, is apparently her guy. And I love that Jim looks to me like the high school teacher. I don't know if he is or not. And I love the fact that he um he kind of. That's the last shot of the minute, and it's he pulls up into the shot, and then he he must be like someone must be like stop stop because his car's just it, it kind of glides it, and then something goes, so he can still be in the shot. But that's hopping ahead to Jim, and I also missed the first ten seconds or so with Chris. But yeah, it begins. Uh, well, let's let's leave Chris for last. Um, Yeah, the two nurses come down there in their very short nurse skirts. I don't know. It seems very sort of Roger Corman, um, candy-stripe nurses, young nurses, hot nurses, blazing nurses. I don't – I don't – I I was never a huge fan of those those films because I remember when I was growing up and we had a huge satellite dish which got every station. Um, Except it was one of the, I've I've talked about this before, but it was one one of those, the old satellite dishes from the 80s where it was like, okay, now I am hopping from this feed or whatever it is where we get Showtime to this feed where we get Skinamax. Okay, four, three, two, here we go. And you'd hit a button and then just, you'd hear... all right and you get the stations in it was like oh spice channel you know and it was it was that was a nutty ass thing but we did get all the stations but um that's another talking about my dad and his my stepdad and his, his craziness with wanting to constantly have all the channels and all the everything but i remember watching a lot of these nurse movies on there and being disappointed at almost all of them because they 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 sucker you in and you like you start watching like all right mm, this is what I want to see when I'm 13 or 14 and then you get an hour into it and it's like oh this is some kind of social justicey film with oh gosh you know don't don't call it young nurses or candy striped nurses or young doctors in love no that was a parody um don't don't do that because uh, like don't make it about stewardesses and then suddenly not have you know that's why I love like the cheerleaders and is it Revenge of the Cheerleaders, the one with David Hasselhoff, which is just pure stupid, stupid section? Sexu- what am I talking about? Well, you know what I'm doing is I, I think I feel like i really like I'm, I'm, I'm using stuff that's happening in Last Lumber Party because, um, like, like I said last time, I thought it was probably made in '82. Jan Jensen said it was made in '84 It wasn't actually picked up till '88. And I'll tell, I'll just tell this story real quick. Apparently, it was picked up by like a U.S. company, I guess, in '88. Or, or, the dates are a little off, apparently a Japanese company picked it up first, and the First Strike Music which wouldn't have been around when it was made in eighty two or eighty four. And the scenes from Forever Evil, which come later on, were added, apparently, by the Japanese company. And there are several shots in there, like there's a wavy shot of a clock later on. And I would bet that's still shot too. Uh, their shots were added later on. So some of the weird things we see here were actually not Steven Tyler's doing. They were the doings of the people who distributed them. But having 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 said all that, let's get back to the minute. So I like the fact I mean I knew a gal who uh, became a nurse she was married she had some kids she became a nurse and within I, I don't I don't know the timeline but within uh, within some time and I don't know what the the case still is because this was like 10 15 years ago but I just got word from her husband one day that it was like she became a nurse and I found out that the reason why she did that was so she could meet a rich doctor and marry him And they, you know, she divorced my, uh, you know, this guy and, 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 and so she, so, so this kind of talk didn't resonate with me when I first saw it, but now it's like, mm, I don't, I'm not saying that all nurses do that. I, I'm just saying that it's like, Hmm, that, that, that kind of touches on an experience that, that some friends of mine experienced. Um, but he's he's got you know he's got dig- dignity did she say dignity i, I always thought I think she's going to say sophistication but dignity um does he i don't know he seemed like a bit of a doofus to me he seemed like um i i, I don't know, I, I i he seemed like you could put a um uh i don't know, a funny hat like with a big flower on it or maybe like a hat with a flower pot with a flower and he'd be just fine in that so I don't know, no, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like the... Um, I, I guess he's got the, And I like, I do like just the throwaway line of, I heard he's not that happily married, because we will encounter, as the movie goes on, stuff with Dr. Sickler and his wife, and in the back of your mind, you always have this line. And, of course, it's, it's interesting, too, because the previous minute had Scott doesn't know I'm alive. That's not what I've heard. And this has, he's, he's happily married with the wife and child, that's not what I heard and so two minutes in a row where you get some that's not what I heard so that's that's what I heard Uh, you, you heard it too that's what you that's what you heard John heard okay now let me get to the Chris portion which is only the first 10 seconds so Chris uh... we see her set down her phone on like a little nightstand and then she she goes back in her bed and she puts her hands behind her head and leans back in the bed takes a deep breath and closes her eyes <sighs> first off i thought she had a million things to do she, didn't she say that a little while ago if if a million things involve like i mean i meant a million things in the land of dreams then she has just begun that literally dreamily if if you know the movie oh shit did i just Oh, I didn't mean to swear. I'm tr- I try to, you know, uh, okay, Do, forget, I sa- I'll edit it out. No, I won't. I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave it because I think I may be able to confuse you enough that you'll forget that I said that. So the the first thing you notice with Chris's room is that uh, she her, she's got a little single bed. And here's the thing. When I grew up, I was always the one that had the single bed and my sisters were the ones that had the big beds the the either twin or queen size they were the ones that had the big beds and i don't think i really ever there were probably plenty um but the gals i encountered whose bedrooms i got into during high school and such not 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 as many as i i think i would have enjo- enjoyed um uh but they always had either twin or queen-size beds. None of the gals I knew. And you'll see, spoiler, Linda has like a... Uh, I think it looks like a queen-size bed. But, but Chris just has this little single bed crammed into this corner. All yellow yellow walls. No... Nothing on the walls. Nightstand. Nothing on the nightstand, but a phone. And it looks like the most depressing corner of a set from the worst Herschel Gordon-Lewis film that you can think of. You know, you get you get those sets in, like, Herschel Gordon-Lewis, Ted V. Michaels films where, um, like, it's like... It, it, they look like they're going to fall over if you just give them a pat. And they, like... And they, my favorite thing in those movies... I, I would love it if the camera was on uh, Chris... And then it's spun around to look at presumably where the door would be. And you just have one of those great walls where it's just a curtain from top to bottom. And you can't see. It's just a huge curtain. What What room has a curtain that big? A curtain that covers everything like that. You know what? I know what's behind that curtain about four Teamsters having coffee and i love it i love it so much i th- this looks I, I will take that back though this looks like fr- from when she was looking out the window this looks like it is a house this is not a set this is a room it's probably a room in steven tyler's house it's it could even be a a room in linda the house that linda's in because it was all sort of shot in one house i said last time it's shot shot in all more one more or less one house over 2 weeks and so, there's every good chance that, yeah, this is sort of like a disused room, or maybe like a sewing room, or something like that that you wouldn't decorate that they threw a bed and a nightstand in the corner of. And um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with awesome because it's awesome. Now we have to hop real quick because someone pointed out that I forgot to talk. I began to talk about in the previous episode. I began to talk about one of my favorite things about that minute and 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 i didn't actually get to it because i uh began to go into my story behind it so uh for minute 11 i actually have to to backtrack and catch up so um uh i think i covered everything here in minute 12 and so i'm gonna finish telling you my story uh behind i left you on a cliffhanger there when I went and watched it again, my realization. And then I will tell you what I forgot to tell you. Well, I didn't, yeah, I for, I wanted to leave a cliffhanger. I'm, I get dramatic with these, you know. It's like it's a minute-by-minute minute thing, you know, and I'm leaving you hanging. Why not, why not throw in a cliffhanger every once in a while? So, um. oh, here's one now.